This is part two of episode 10. We join the episode already in progress. Sir, when it comes to emerging technologies and capabilities, another term we often hear on the news is deep fake. Could you explain for our audience what this term means? Yeah, these are essentially fake videos that are either altered or created from scratch to, to look incredibly real. Uh, and this is technology that started in Hollywood as special effects, but it now threatens to disrupt our judicial system and, and even global stability. And, and from my perspective, as an officer and a lawyer, both of those concern me. Sir, when we were talking before about this, the so what of deepfakes, a lot of people's experience with them is just they're funny. They put funny faces on other people. They make funny, famous people say silly things. Those are easy to identify. More and more things are coming out where the naked eye, the naked ear could not determine that something is, is a fabrication. And one of my fears, and I know the fears of many people I've spoken to, is that in the future, they will get to a point where I can't prove something is false. And so in order to kind of guard against anything, I just have to assume everything is false. And there is nothing I can any longer believe is true by seeing it, by hearing it. And that's quite terrifying. That's destabilizing, as you point out. So what are some of the kind of things we can do that we can move forward that, that might help bring a stability a sense back to people that they can trust what they're seeing again? CJ, I think that future that you're concerned about is here and now. It's not as easy as you might think, even for those joking videos to decide what's fake and what's real. This technology is really, really good, and it's available to any teenager in a garage or any cyber criminal or terrorist out there for some far more sinister uses that can affect all of us. Uh, let me just give you an example. This is not a deep fake video, uh, but last year there was a British energy company executive who received a call from his German CEO um, from his parent company, and he recognized the voice. So the CEO told him to immediately wire 220,000 euro to their main supplier. Now, you probably can guess the end here. It, it wasn't really the German CEO on the phone. It was a cyber criminal, and it wasn't the supplier's bank account. It was the criminal's bank account. And, uh, and so the, it was a criminal using deep fake voice recognition software, voice impersonation software, and the money went straight to the pockets of the cyber criminals. You can use this technology for, for cyber crimes like that. You can use it to cause stock markets to crash and disrupt other industries out there if that's your goal. And my prediction for all the lawyers listening to this and the paralegals is that coming soon to a courtroom near you will be deep fake evidence. And that's a problem. Manufactured evidence is going to erode the integrity of our judicial system. Exactly the concern you were driving out there. A picture used to be worth a thousand words and a video used to be worth a million, but with deep fakes, seeing is no longer believing. Sir, it sounds like you, you already mentioned some of the, uh, at least one legal challenge that, that we might be encountering with deepfake technology in the future. Are there any other legal challenges that, that you foresee? And if not, maybe you could touch on how we can protect against deepfake technology in the near future. I would say, if you define legal broadly, I'd say that things like sophisticated election interference Risks of deep fake news and propaganda are, are out there around the world. We've already seen them. And that's why I think that deep fakes can pose a significant threat to both national security and global stability. What are the solutions? There are a couple things out there. First, we need deep fake detection capabilities. This new technology that can authenticate pictures or audio 
or video, not just for national security issues, but, but in courts. Think of authenticating pictures and videos. It's going to be a lot tougher in the future to do that basic authentication as you're trying to get something admitted, admitted into evidence. Um, so that's, that's one. The other aspect of this is cybersecurity. Uh, because every strategy needs both a good offense and a defense. And, and if our offense is proposing truth out there, our defense is going to have to be cybersecurity because all of our dependence on this technology creates cyber vulnerabilities. And we have to have good, capable cybersecurity to protect us against this. So finally, I just think the, the world is a, is a much better and safer place when we know what information we can and can't trust. JJ, I'll take this one from someone who's not as computer savvy or tech savvy. And, and I think it's just going to have to also start with education. There's a great case study out of Finland who has been fighting misinformation and disinformation against Russia for decades and decades. And they start in their schools, their elementary schools. They start with their small children. And it's all about how to be a critical thinker. And I think we've lost that a lot in our society. Again, that instant, we want this, we want this now. And I think that if you're going to fight against this, you're going to need it to go hand in hand with the technology and the education of our population of, listen, you can't really just trust everything you see or you hear. You have to do a little homework. You have to look into it. Um, we're seeing that now just, you know, on Facebook and Twitter and elections of people just kind of hear something and they run with it as opposed to let's look at another source. Let's do that. So I think if you have the cybersecurity, you have the defense, you have the offense, you pair that with an education system where you're teaching your children from an early age that you really got to be a smart thinker about things, uh, I think we, we get further. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. The importance of critical thinking in this is central. This concludes part two of episode 10. To continue listening, please click on part three of episode 10.